0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
1: Believe. Hello, everyone, and welcome to 100 Yards of Football Sports Talk Radio. I'm going to be your host and producer this evening, Logan Landers, and joining me to talk about the world's largest outdoor cocktail party between the Florida Gators and Georgia Bulldogs. As always, Mr. Football, Vincent Turner, how are you doing this evening, sir? Hey, I'm doing fantastic, man. Great
0: football game with great tradition over the years.
1: Oh, you are not kidding. And in the SEC, everyone has their eyes on this matchup. But before we break it down, talk about who's going to be some key players and also some key factors in this SEC rivalry. Let's well, go to our comment section. Let us know who's going to win this game. Is it going to be Georgia? Is it going to be Florida? You can check us out on Facebook and on YouTube, as well as our podcast, available each and every single week under the same name, 100 Yards Football Sports Talk Radio. Available anywhere you enjoy listening to your shows. Well, let's talk about this matchup here, Vincent. We've got the Georgia Bulldogs, currently number one overall in the nation, been there for 19 consecutive weeks, a perfect 7 0 taking on the Florida Gators sitting at five and two. Let's talk about Georgia, see what they've been up to and how they are going to fare coming in to this matchup. So Georgia, they're coming off a bye week. They were got some rest last week. And uh, I think that it was kind of much needed because we know the big factor for Georgia coming into this game, Vincent, if there is going to be no Brock Bowers for a few weeks, he, uh, he got hurt. Um, In that game against Vanderbilt, he's going to be out for a couple of weeks. So you really have to figure out what you're going to do with your top receiver no longer on the team for the time being. When you look at this team, obviously, you've got Carson Beck, who, uh, you know, everyone's saying, oh, you know, he's not Stetson Bennett. But he's done a really good job this year, though. Over 2,000 yards passing, 73% completion percentage, 12 touchdowns, 4 INTs, been sacked 5 times. I mean, that's a really good season for me. I think he's done very well so far, uh, stepping into some very big shoes on that campus. Running back room, of course, you got the Juan Edwards and Kendall Milton, your 1-2 combo there. Edwards leading the team with 460 yards and six touchdowns on the year. George as a team, has got 19. And then your receiving core. Once again, I mentioned Brock Bowers, your top receiver. He has 567, over 200 more than the next guy. So who is going to be the guy to step up in terms of those yards you're going to be missing as well as those touchdowns? Well, you've got guys like Marcus Rosemary, Jack Saint, Dominic Lovett, who was transferred over Ra Ra Thomas, and Oscar Delp, who will be filling in that role that Brock Bowers had. So also some other guys like Makai Muse and Ladd McConkey, Dylan Bell, CJ Smith. You have a very deep core here at Georgia, and I think they're really going to go into their bag of tricks, Vincent, and deep into that wide receiver depth to see who is going to be able to help out and step up in the absence of Brock Bowers. On defense, I mean... Look, we know Georgia has been a team that has been built on defense for a multitude of years now. They're allowing 262.6 yards per game, only 171 passing yards, and only 91 rushing yards per game. That's thanks to parts of guys like Smell Munden, uh, Tyke Smith, Malachi Starks, and also Jamin Dumas Johnson, those Kamari Laster. I mean, they've got just a very, very talented crop of guys over there on defense uh, Dumas Johnson leading your team with two and a half sacks they only got 12 on the year Vincent which I think is a step back at we've seen uh, from years past with the Bulldogs who we all know who they've had guys on their defensive line for years now half those guys are in the NFL right now so that was the the one I would say weakness of that Georgia defense in this year that we haven't seen in years past is just getting to the quarterback and getting sacked now, their defense still rolling well. Don't get it twisted. They've got a lot of passes defended. They've got 29 on the year, and they're getting it done in the secondary. Nine interceptions. Tykee Smith leading your squad with four, with Malachi starts behind him at two. So for Georgia, we all know they've been having a, a good season. One thing, though, I've noticed just watching them uh, is that in the first half, usually they come out a little sluggish. You can't have this against Florida because you're at a neutral site. going to be a lot of Gator fans there. You've got to come out the gate strong in this game. And I'm I'm excited to see. I'm going to see what they're going to be able to do with no Brock Bowers, who's been, you know, I would say far and away their best uh, wide receiver this year, bar none. So, Vincent, what can the Bulldogs do to remain perfect and remain at number one?
0: I think when you look at this Georgia football program, I'm going to say this to all the Georgia fans, and cool new Logan, you better enjoy this. Mm -hmm. Because what you're seeing is history at its highest level. I remember moving here from Memphis, Tennessee in 1996 and University of Georgia went five and six that year. They had a young man that was starting safety by the name of Kirby Smart. How does things come around full force now? Then you look at the coaches leading up to this, Jim Donnan, Mark Rick. And when you look at the Georgia fan base, I work around a lot of Georgia fans in the past. And one thing coming into the preseason, before the season started, all the Georgia fans would tell me, hey, we're national championship quality. And that started out a lot of those seasons since I've been here since 96, ranked in the top 10, even going back in 2008, when they had Matthew Stafford at the quarterback position. It was preseason number one, I believe. But I'm going to tell you this. I never thought at this age and this limit that the University of Georgia had this program where it's at right now the best in the country back-to-back national championships the opportunity to win three in a row that is saying a whole lot man that's saying a whole lot you've had a lot of great teams that came through this college football history and you go back to the alabama teams of the 60s that had joe Namath at quarterback and steve sloan and kenny stabler I'm thinking about USC when they had their great run in the early 70s, Sam LaBam, Cunningham, Lynn Swan, Richard Batman, Wood. Then the Oklahoma teams of Joe Washington, Billy Sims, Thomas Lott. Then the Miami teams under Jimmy Johnson. But none of those teams won three in a row, Logan. Mm -hmm. Now you're a University of Georgia fan. Think about that. None of those great teams won three in a row. And a coach from a coach by a guy that's from the state of georgia and he has that program at another level i know they've had some issues off the field and a lot of things have been said about the culture but it doesn't prove what the georgia bulldogs have done on the field man back-to-back national championships and an opportunity to win the third one this season they lost brock Bowers who was their best player, no question about it. But I'm going to tell you something. They won back-to-back national championships with Stetson Bennett under the center. But I'm going to be honest with you. I think they're a better team with Carson Beck. I'm talking about a guy who's NFL quality. I'm talking about a guy who's going to play on the next level. I'm talking about a guy, if he has a good game against Florida this week, he's got Missouri and Tennessee remaining on the schedule. Then we can start talking about him in the Heisman conversation. Think about what he did against Kentucky. A lot of people are not talking about that performance. A 6'4", 6'5", guy that's got a rocket for an arm. I remember a Georgia fan told me, a guy I'm real close to him, put his name out there today, his name is Joseph Taylor. We call him Joey T. He told me when George Pickens, who's now playing for the Pittsburgh Steelers, had his pro day at the campus, guess who he asked to throw for him? Carson Beck. Mm. This is a team, Georgia. Granted, they played up and down to their competition, but against Kentucky, they showed you that when a team comes in and is ready to challenge them, Kirby Smile has them to play. And the reason is that they play defense 14 points a game, only 36 first downs the whole year. 171 yards a game, they're giving up in the air, and only four yards a play. And really, that hasn't been up to their standards thinking about all the players they put in the NFL Jordan Davis, mm-hmm. Jalen Carter, N'Kobe Dean, Deron Kendrick, Richard LeCount, Eric Stokes, Quan Walker, Devontae Wyatt. Do I have to go anymore?
1: This goes Kirby on and
0: on. Saw, this is what Kirby Smart has done and built. You mentioned Sal Monday, Tariq Smith, Malachi Starks, Jamon Dumas Johnson, Kamari Lassenter, who a lot of people say saying is the top corner right now going into the 2024 NFL Draft, and Javon Bullitt, who a lot of people say saying is the best safety going into the 2024 NFL Draft. And then I go back to the quarterback position. The young man out of Jacksonville playing in his hometown, 12 touchdowns, four INTs, over 2,100 yards pass. And I heard that he's requested 60 60 tickets for the game to come see him play. I think this is a Georgia team that hasn't really reached a level of excellence yet, Logan. Granted, they lost their best player, Brock Bowers. But they get they did get Lad McConkey back, another guy at the receiver position. They're saying they're saying in the twenty twenty four in the draft is either a second or third round pick, and a pretty good football player. And one other key point I want to bring up, I'm gonna go back to their defense. They lead the nation on third downs allowed at twenty four percent. To beat a man, you got to beat the man. I think Georgia. This is a game that me personally, I want to see where they at. And I'm already got a good feeling that they're gonna show the nation that they are still at the top of the college football mountain. We've we 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 have looked at what Deion Sanders has done out in Colorado, which has been a very good story. We've talked about the Pac 12 being the best conference. I was on that North Carolina tilt mm-hmm. almost. Two weeks ago, to they lost last weekend, but nobody's really talking about the Georgia Bulldogs. A lot of people saying they've underachieved. Gonna be very interesting if they make a statement on Saturday. I'm gonna say it right now I don't see nobody defeating them and keeping them from winning a third national championship. And that's what happens. Then you got to put Georgia on this run. It's the greatest run in college football history. I'm sorry. And maybe. When we talk about Newt Rockne, we talk about Bill Bryan, we talk about Eddie Robinson, we talk about Jerry Meredith at Tennessee State, we talk about Eric Potts, and John McKay, the young man out of Bainbridge, Georgia, is going to be put up in that class of coaches. And I'm going to tell you one other true story If I let you get on with Florida, Logan see, Good people, it's something about good people. When Kirby Smart got the job in 2016, Logan, you know how big we are on the Twitter accounts. Of course, hey, yeah. Daniel Kelly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I text oh. Coach Smart. He didn't know me from Adams uh, Eve. I said, Coach Smart, congratulations on you getting the job at Georgia. Logan. This is on my mother and father's grave. They still living in Memphis, Tennessee. He texts me back in thirty minutes and says, "Thank mm-hmm. you. I really appreciate it." Good people do good things. The University of Georgia. I got to give kudos. They are right now to me the top college football program in the country. To beat a man, you got to beat the man.
1: Yes, sir. Well said. Well said. Let's talk about their competition, though, Vincent. The Florida Gators a uh, team who, you know, they've, they've had a solid season this year, 5-2. and two. First loss of the year came opening week against Utah. Then they lost to Kentucky, but they've came back. They won back-to-back games, beating Vanderbilt and South Carolina. That, of course, led by a, da- a, a young man by the name of Graham Mertz, Uh, He's had a really solid season overall, closing in on 2,000 yards for the season, 76% completion percentage, 12 touchdowns, just two INTs. Only blemish, though, if you look at his stat line, he's got 19 sacks. So got to get that cleaned up this week if you want to beat the Georgia Bulldogs. We mentioned that Georgia's got a solid rushing game, but I think Florida might have the edge on them here. They've got two guys with over 400 yards rushing. That's with Montrell Johnson Jr. and Trevor Etienne. Both so those guys have combined seven touchdowns. And when you look at their receiving core, just get a big red marker, circle this name, Mr. Ricky Purcell, 619 yards, leading the team by a lot with 44 grabs as well, three touchdowns on the year for the young man. Someone to watch out for, as well as Eugene Wilson the third and Arlis Boardingham is tied in there, as well as Khalil Jackson, another solid wide receiver there with the Florida Gators. Now, you look at the defense, you've got Shamir James leading your team with 50 tackles. As a team, in terms of sack, you got 11 on the year. And your main guy, when you look at that one, is going to be uh, Princely Umilinan and Tyreek sat behind him. He's got two. In the secondary, you've got a good bit of pass with You've got 19 on the year. Handful of guys getting those with Jason Marshall, Jalen Kimber, and Jaquim Jackson. Interceptions, though, Vincent, they've only got two. So not able to 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 take the ball home, just bring it down with them. But they can swan it out the way. So, But if you're Florida, man, I'm looking at them. Got to get the running game. Have to establish that. Have to have Graham Mertz having another big day. Got to keep him clean in the pocket. Can't have him getting sack after sack. And the defense, you got to get some turnovers if you want to win this ball game. Mr. Turner, your thoughts on the Florida Gators?
0: When you look at Florida and you got to think about when Urban Meyer was there as the head coach and uh, Florida was performing at a high level under Tim Tebow. then you think about the Steve Spurrier years when he had them flying with the fun and gun offense and Gator Nation doing the Gator chops and Florida, their fan base was very arrogant at that time. (laughs) It's kind of weird to see Florida what he has a program. I like Billy Napier as the head coach. Um, they played some real good football the last couple of weeks. Had a big win last week against South Carolina. Um, Grant Mercer's played at a high level, a guy that transferred out of Wisconsin. Um, didn't play really well in that program. When he came out of high school, he was rated as the second-best high school quarterback in the country. I don't understand why he went to Wisconsin, but now he's at Florida. Against South Carolina, 423 yards passing, three touchdowns. So Florida can throw the football. You mentioned Ricky Persaro one of the best playmakers in the country. Uh, the Gators are very solid on defense, but going into this football game, the one key point I see is that they say Georgia doesn't generate much of a pass rush. So Grant Merce has really been accurate with the football. If Florida's gonna have a chance on Saturday, they gotta be able to hit some plays in the passing game. I would say this, this is a game that could really decide the faith of Billy Napier and where the Florida program is going. When this football game, a lot of Gator faithful is going to say, hey, the Gators are turning around. Very simple.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And now it's time for our final predictions. Uh, for this one, I think even with Brock Bowers I, out, I think the Georgia Bulldogs uh, are still going to get it done. So with that being said, give me Georgia getting the win in this one. I want this one to be close. This is a big rifle over here in the South. So I'm gonna have this one being a close ball game, just so uh, you know, give some fans a little bit on edge here. So give me the Georgia Bulldogs taking winning this one. I'll go Georgia 35, and I will go Florida Gators 30. Mr. Football, your final score.
0: Hey man, to beat a man. You gotta beat the man. I just don't see Georgia not really being ready to play this football game. Mm -hmm. And if you're gonna beat Georgia, you gotta be like I guess Jim Harbaugh. You gotta put in your schedule. I'm gonna go down and send people down here watch five of Georgia games this year. (laughs) This is a guy, Kirby Smart, that has this program at another level. And I'm gonna tell you how Kirby Smart understands this game, Logan. The line of scrimmage and defense. Line of scrimmage and defense. He's got too many playmakers on defense. Georgia is going to slow down Graham Mertz on Saturday. And Carson Beck, I believe this is going to be his coming out game for we're going to put him in the hasman conversation. Mm.
1: We're
0: going to put him in the same conversation as being one of the best Georgia quarterbacks that's played this game. This is his hometown, Jacksonville, Florida. you got to be thinking he's going to have fans in the stands. And one thing we didn't mention, Georgia's wide receiver group of ra Thomas and Dominic Lovett and Adrian Smith, they haven't had a, a coming out party. And Georgia offensive line is still solid. I'm taking the dogs 27 Florida
1: team. All right. Well, you heard our predictions, our thoughts, but we're gonna hear yours, our fans, in the comments section on either Facebook or YouTube. Once again, we appreciate you tuning in and watching us each and every single week. As always, Mr. Football Offensive Turner, pleasure talking college football with you, my friend. I've been your host and producer, Logan Landers. Go enjoy some football this weekend, everyone, and we'll talk to you again on another. Thank you for listening to Believe.